But these things happen, and when that happens, it moves you on to the next thing. And then people get hung up. Well, should I go this, should I go left, or should I go right? Who cares? Just go. Flip a coin and choose one. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Go. And we are back. Welcome to Commerce and Chill. I'm Jessica Johnson Cope. I'm Wally. <laughs> What's so funny, I'm Wally? Why are you laughing at me? I'm, I was laughing at your face when you looked over at the uh, executive audio producer. Oh, our executive <laughs> audio producer. It sounded like he had I'm some... just making titles up. It sounded like he had some chipmunks dancing <laughs> on his computer. That's why I was looking. He had the volume really loud, too, on the headphones. In the last episode, we talked about do it yourself, but do it with help, right? Because in this climate... Um, it's becoming increasingly challenging to depend on the um, government to take care of us. In a previous episode, we talked about PPP and how you were waiting and waiting. Government, what's that? And waiting. So here waiting. are waiting. three lessons. Waiting. Three lessons Still from PPP. Waiting. waiting. Hold up, let me check my account real quick while you talk. Now here it is. Congress has come back from recess and they got their knickers in a knot and they're not talking about what the stimulus will be. Stimulus package negotiations, they are at a standstill because each party is waiting for the other party to call them. I'm no economist, but I listen to a lot of economists who say that the, the national economy will not be successful without a sufficient economic stimulus. And that economic stimulus has, has to include some type of relief for small businesses like ours. But we can't wait. So do it yourself, but with the help of your community, the help of other small businesses with whom you deal, the help of your clients, the help of mentors and resources, um, but don't wait for the federal government or state local government to ride up to your doorstep on a white night and rescue you. What's up, big homie? <laughs> What's happening? I need the government to give me something. I can't wait. Yeah, they're going to give you a tax bill. I can't do it. I got to wait. No, you got to do it. Just do it. Just do it. Um, so there are a lot of people who have small businesses that are at the doorstep of do they shut down or do they keep it going? So let's today talk That's about. That's a decision they got to make. It is a decision they have to make. And sometimes it's a hard one. And maybe COVID is the, the thing that caused you to shut down your business to go change and go do something else. Right. And if somebody says the word pivot during this podcast, I'm going to snap. Paper! Shut up! Okay. So don't put it in the comments. Anybody who leaves a comment, don't use that P word. All right. So today, let's give everyone in commerce and chill land some actionable advice and information about the things that we did, the steps that we took to keep our small businesses open um, these last few months. Okay. You go first. I go first. I do one thing, you do one thing. Okay. I surveyed our clients. Okay. To find out their thoughts, ideas, what they want, what they need. Boom, your turn. I talked to our bankers 
and our other resources to see what recommendations they had to help us stay afloat and what resources we could use to help us meet our client obligation as well as our um, financial obligations. Right. We saw that some of our competitors weren't open, so we used it as an opportunity to double down and expand our services to more areas and more times. We reached out to current clients and prospective clients to check in to let them know that we were open for business and to see how we could potentially support them, not necessarily sell them, but support them as they were going through um, their business challenges. We did give backs during a time of hardship. So we gave free masks to customers with their orders, cloth masks that are reusable, they can wash and reuse. And we also have a free program going on now for anyone to get a suit or outfit clean that they need for a job interview. So we, we gave back during a time of hardship. Can I just press pause for real quick? Press it. Okay. So just to give some context, we are based in New York City. One of our businesses is in the Bed-Stuy Brooklyn, uh, Bed-Stuy neighborhood in Brooklyn. And our other business is based in the South Bronx of New York City. Um, and we service clients and accounts from the top, the most northern part of the Bronx, which is the nor most northern part of New York City. Um, to central parts of Brooklyn. So we're all over. We're in four out of the five boroughs right now. Four out of five. Because we can't compete with Wu-Tang in Staten Island. But there was recently an article in the New York Times that suggests that one third of New York's small businesses may be gone forever. <laughs> According to the New York Times, more than 2,800 businesses in New York have permanently closed since March 1st, according to data from Yelp. When the pandemic eventually subsides, roughly one third of the city's 240,000 small businesses may never reopen, according to a report by the Partnership for New York City. Shout out to Kathy Wild, Dr. Catherine Wild. She has been a stalwart here in the city and helped New York survive the economic crisis of the 70s. And she's a big proponent of business of all sizes and industry here in the city. So thank you for her leadership there at the Partnership for New York City, um, an influential business group. So far, those businesses have shed 520,000 jobs. You don't hear me though. Over half a million jobs have been shed as a result of the small businesses that have shuttered here in New York City. While New York is home to more Fortune 500 headquarters than any city in the country, small businesses are the city's backbones. They represent roughly 98% of the employers in the city and provide jobs to more than 3 million people, which is about half of its workforce, according to the city. So when we talk about the things that we did to stay open, it's not, they may seem like very simple steps, that are easy to employ. To, to employ. Uh, however, there are a lot of companies and businesses similar in size that either didn't have the time, the personnel support, the financial resources, or just the wherewithal to do any of these things. 
so before I give my next point, what like what what would you add to somebody who said, um, yeah, yeah, but but y'all, you know, y'all different. It's easy for you to say that y'all did all those things. I can't do all those things. Then don't be in business. Oh, that's cold. I'm just saying, no disrespect. You get in business, you're a problem solver. You take something and you figure it out and you make it work. Like you, your rest, you have a restaurant. You on a normal business time, you run out of bread. What do you do? You send somebody to the corner store. You run to the corner store and get some more bread. Or you tell somebody to go pick it up from wherever you need to get it from. Like you keep it going. If you got bread sandwiches on the menu, you can't say, hey, I got no more bread. Somebody comes in. I want a bread sandwich. I got no more bread. Like it's the three rules. Open when you say you're going to open. Close when you say you're going to close. And have what you say you're going to have at your business. That's it. So you fi- you're a problem solver. You figure it out. No one saw COVID coming. No one. Maybe somebody did. I don't know. But from the small business perspective, nobody saw this coming. And what we do is we adapt. Like people complained about minimum wage going up for small businesses. Right? They I, still, said, I still complain, but for different reasons. Right? It went up. And it, a lot of businesses was impacted. But a lot of businesses figured out a way. They were like, I don't know how I'm going to afford paying. Some businesses went out of business, unfortunately. Some other ones sat down and they did whatever they had to do. They ran numbers. They figured something out. Or unfortunately, they had to shed some of their workforce. And then other team members picked up more duties and responsibilities. But they found a way. Like, this is what we do as business owners, as entrepreneurs, or whatever term you want to use. You created a business to solve a problem or because of a pa- because of a passion you have that fills a need for someone, yourself, or other people, or other businesses, right? So we have to figure it out. COVID is here. Unfortunately, it's not going anywhere anytime soon. My one last tip to add to your last tip of get doing offering give backs is we networked differently. So organizations in which we already have memberships and we're already active, we stepped up that participation a notch and we volunteered to um, give presentations. We volunteered to help coordinate different events. Um, we lended our voice for different initiatives that these different organizations and groups sponsored so that we remained engaged with our community, whether it's a business community or geographic community, um, and that people saw a certain level of activity uh, because what they say is where there's smoke, there's fire. People saw us again. They knew that we were open and they were more inclined to engage with us because of that activity in different organizations. And so in addition to that, people recognized us as being leaders in our space, whatever that space is. And I think, you know, you talked about some people probably should tap out. I think that tapping out just wasn't an option for us not so much for selfish reasons, but because we always kept our employees top of mind. And understanding that many of our employees could not afford to not work, even with increased benefits of unemployment, even with some of the other uh, financial incentives that are out there, which aren't many, 
um, we realize is that the understanding our team member demographics that a regular job is something that they needed, not just for their mental health, but for the health and well-being of their families. And so talk to me very quickly about how do you lead, how did you lead the team during these times and be, and be able to encourage people to continue to go to work during the pandemic? I gave them the choice. I'm like, at the box, do do we do you guys want That's to That's the soapbox NYC, if you don't know. Do you guys want to continue? And they were all like, hell yeah. So, all right, so here's the plan if we're going to do it. Everybody gets gloves, everybody gets masks, everybody gets some cans of like Lysol disinfectant. When you, we go, we spray, we do this, you spray the truck, you spray your car, blah, 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 blah. That's the game plan. But they had the choice. So the, the, you say lead, you give people, leading is by giving people choices and options because otherwise you're not leading, you're forcing someone to do something. Uh, leadership ultimately comes down to creating conditions of trust within an organization. According to this, this article you said at the Times? Yes. That 500,000 people lost their jobs in New York City due to small business closing? When, it, when the pandemic eventually ends, oh wait, no, so far, businesses in New York City have shed 520,000 jobs. 520,000. It's a combination. Five two zero comma zero zero zero. You said people can't sit around and wait for the government. But at the same time, listen, you said the government is out on recess. Like, I don't keep track of all this political stuff. That is the federal government. Congress they, Congress and Senate, the U.S. Senate and U.S. Congress recently returned from their recess. Listen, I don't recess. understand if you're elected to serve the people. And you get a you, check year-round. How do you take a vacation when people need you the most? We're going to take a recess and take Ooh. a break. Ooh. That would be like your doctor in the middle of surgery saying, Hmm. Ah, I think I need a Snickers. So, um, yeah, can I get a timeout here? Like, leave the chest open. I'm going to be back in a minute. Just keep the IV and all that stuff going. I'm going to go to Snickers and I'll be back. Like, how do you take a break when people need you the most? But that's another conversation. But you know what? That makes a good transition into, as a small business owner, how do you close when this may be the time where your clients and your community need you the most? So you said, like, what are some of the things we did? One of the most important things I think a business can do if you have the capabilities to do it is just to open and just show up. You'll be like, oh, Wally, but I don't have enough staff. Maybe just go lift up the gates and go sit there yourself and answer the phone. Because I'm going to tell you, we stayed open and we could have closed because we were on any, oh, Wally, you're on essential list, so you didn't have to close. If my team members didn't come to work, I'd have had to close. Actually, I'd have came my damn self. Because I was like, I'm, we're not going to blow this. Oh, I would have found somebody who wants to work. There are people out there who are hustlers and like, you know, let's take safety first and then let's go do what we got to do. Don't waste a crisis. But because we were there, somebody called us and said, listen, I have a con I have a large amount of laundry that needs to be done on an ongoing basis. Can you do it? I was like, what? Yes. Give me the details. Blah, 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 blah. And got the business. If we weren't there, I would have never got the phone call. Sometimes it's about just showing up. What can you do? Just show up. Show up and act quick, swiftly. That's the first thing. Show, open up, show up, lift the gates. You don't know, you never know who's going to walk in. I had a team member. We got to, so help me God, I'm about to lose my I got a phone call from another team member who got a phone call from a client and said, yeah, I came by the shop 
and it looked like the gate was halfway down and it was like it wasn't even time for closing yet it was like 40 minutes before we close or 30 minutes and i was like what the going on right you gotta sometimes just be there you be like oh like i know people do that with their business oh it's slow we normally close at eight o'clock but nobody's really coming so you know what? we're gonna close early the day you close early is the day somebody drives up or calls a shop to give you a, a large account or to give you some business and you miss it mm. and what people fail to realize is everything is intertwined mm -hmm. one thing leads to something they'll be like oh you know what i wish that never happened somebody asked me in the in the interview right if you could get one thing and change yourself or whatever what would it be and i was like not a damn thing you could rob a cemetery for a piece of greatness what would you take and who would you take it from that's a good question but to to be straightforward nothing because everything that's happened to me throughout life has led me to something else good bad or indifferent you look at it and be like oh that was really effed up i wish that never happened in my life for something that when that happened it led to something else it caused something else to happen so without that you might not be in the situation you're in now or become the person you are later on good whether it's in, you're in a good place now or you feel you're in a bad place so everything is intertwined it it like I don't want to get all this like, oh, you know, predestined like it happens for a reason. But these things happen. And when that happens, it moves you on to the next thing. And then people get hung up. Well, should I go this? Should I go left? Or should I go right? Who cares? Just go. Flip a coin and choose one. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Go. Because guess what? If you make a right turn and you realize that's not the right thing, you make a U-turn and then go left. Beep. Don't get hung up on the time you spend pondering, should I do this, should I do that? Just do it. So it's COVID, your business is slow or your business is not doing anything. Just go sit there, go open the doors, go put the open sign, go answer the phones, go turn on your, open up your inbox and watch it. But do something too, but first show up. If you're trying to figure out how to keep the doors of your small business open, show up. starting today, show up. You want to open open up, show up, keep the doors open to your business, swiftly. open, just open, touch them. your clients, stay engaged, network differently. How many thank you emails have you sent since COVID lead? How many letters have you sent lead? How many phone calls have you made? Be a to leader, thank people? be a leader on your block, be a leader in your room, be a leader in your industry, but lead and find some type of way to do a gift back. Cause those are some of the things. How much that work have you done on social? And, um, we're still here, minus the COVID-15. Still working, still putting people to work, still making a difference in our community. And we want the same things How many people did you DM? We want the same things for you. So thanks for stopping by for the latest episode. Oh, we're done? Because I was about to go on some more. Okay. Uh-oh, you want to keep going? No, nope, that's it. You're wrapping it up. Let's go. I got work to do. I'm going to go eat somebody's lunch that doesn't want to eat it during COVID. Okay. And on that note, thanks for stopping by. We hope that you got some insights that you can share, that you can put into effect. Come back next week and we'll have episode 33 of Commerce and Chill. Where we give you some Scotty new Pippen. insights. That was his number? 33, I thought, oh, right? I can't remember. Um, and subscribe. That's my one ask for you well, today. Well, Patrick Ewing, he's 33 too. Subscribe to the podcast. And we look forward to seeing you on an upcoming See, episode. Yep, next week. I am Jessica Johnson Cole. I'm Holly.
And we'll see you soon. Thanks. Bye.